Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 104. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. All right, man. It's uh, Happy Father's Day, I guess, first off, you know? Yeah. You're a father of... Uh... Yeah, and then I'm also a father of... Uh... All right. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> no, but you know. Uh, it is Father's Day, and... You know what else it is, James? Sunday. It is Sunday, but also, do you know what else it is? No. <laughs> it's post E3. We're done. Oh, it's all well, it's all finished. Kind of. I don't know. Mostly. We still got like EA play in a month or something uh, something like that and Sony might do anything any day, but sure, we'll say E3's over. But like, you know, we don't have how many shows did we just go through? I mean, thankfully we were able to condense all the shows into like two episodes, mostly cuz some of them only talked about one or two things or just like a handful of things and then there's i still watched all of it dude i watched yeah. all of those the, you, that was, you watched uh, the Koch media or whatever it's called thing. that was even, such a that was torture i didn't even yeah, bother was... with it the the gearbox thing i wish i hadn't watched you literally <laughs> you texted me don't bother watching it as i was finishing it up and i was like i i hate randy pitchford <laughs> <laughs> he wasted my time let's think about this though. so we had we had summer game fest we had Netflix Geek Week. We had, uh, like, PC Game Show. We had Future Game Show. We had Gorilla Collective. We had uh, Day of the Devs. We had Wholesome Direct. We had Ubisoft, Xbox, Devolver, Gearbox, Square Enix, Capcom. I don't think I said Nintendo yet. That's 14 things. I feel like there's probably a couple more. But, dude, that was 14 shows i love like the only in thing I, one week i love the, like almost pretty much the only thing i remember is just there's a metroid coming it's coming in a few months i'm so excited it, it just took literally yeah all the uh, through all of it it just was like the last day i was like look metroid yeah. <laughs> you're done it's over it's all finished oh my god but this is of course uh sutra side talk we talk about gaming movie and tv show news and usually, you know, select topics uh, that we want to go into detail on, as well as uh, when we have time, uh, what we've been watching and what we've been playing. And uh, of course, this week, since it's post E3 and post Netflix and everything else, there is no news except for one thing. Yeah, Xbox for some reason was like, hey, I, we know we went to E3 and had a, an hour and, and a half long showcase. Well, how about if we did another hour showcase? Dude, that was like two hours. Was it? I only, <laughs> I only, like, I only was like two hours long. I, I, yeah, I only watched like half of it. I was like, there's, there's probably only like a half an hour left. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the rest later. And I just completely forgot about it. Yeah, no, it was, it's a, it was a lot of talking. So I was kind of, ex- I was honestly expecting this. Like I didn't expect anything crazy and nothing crazy happened at all like they didn't really tell us anything there was nothing really new uh except for a few things i am glad and for one of the things like i was really hoping at e3 that they would t- uh be like hey remember how we turned off xbox design labs and i was like pretty sure that they were gonna bring it back eventually because of the new controllers they were just like updating all the options for the new controllers for some reason they didn't talk about it at e3 they talked about it here yeah and I mean, I don't know. They, I guess they were trying to stay under the time frame there, whereas this one they had a lot more, uh, I guess, free time to get everything done. 
but uh you know we'll just get that out of the way right now and we're not going to go through the whole thing there's honestly a small selection of like four or five things that we're going to go through and that's about it and they're going to be honestly fairly quickly we still got the timer going just in case but honestly i doubt we're even going to need it but with that said let's uh hop right into it starting with a, a small little snippet of hellblade 2 it was more so real footage yeah. than the actual game so they're you know still talking about the game there was not even a hint of a release date just yet so i guess it's farther out than i thought it was yeah i honestly thought it'd be pretty soon and it that is not looking like the case whatsoever no now. yeah it i mean that's the funny thing because the first the, one of the first things we saw for the series x was a full-on cg trailer for hellblade 2 which I, again, I keep watching every once in a while because it's so well done. But for this, it was literally just like, hey, we're working really, really hard on it. We're going to locations in, oh, uh, uh, where? Iceland? Iceland, yeah. Yeah. To try to map the terrain to make their game look as real world accurate as possible. They, I believe they were... I can't remember if they were the ones or if it was Forza where they were talking about taking like really, really high def uh, recordings of the sky to make the sky maps. I think that might have been Forza. But um, yeah, this was mostly just a tech demo or, or a showing of how they're making the game. Yeah. Because they really didn't have yeah. much to show yet. The only detail we got was that it's 9th century Iceland that it's yeah. taking place. And uh, it sounds like you're going to be killing gods in this one. Uh, yeah. From what it sounded like. So, which honestly, you know, uh, what does that remind you of a bit? Uh, Heavenly Sword where yeah. Mariko's just running around killing people. And that was, you know, by that back then, that was like, it was God of War. Yeah. Lady edition. It was like, yeah, we're still killing everybody. And it's dope as hell. But uh, it, it's, it's interesting that you get to kill gods again. So that'll be cool. And then, yeah, they announced Xbox Design Lab for the current gen. Yeah. So Series X, Series S, and those, like, the controller is different, mainly with the D-pad. But uh, you can now start customizing those. And, I, I you know, I have a, an Elite Series 2 controller, so I don't even need the white one I have with my 1S. Which, you know, yeah. uh, when I do get a Series X, I'll sell the 1S and that controller. I'll keep, of course, the 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 elite controller but um yeah I, even though i do have that elite i do want i'm thinking i might want to get one of those design lab controllers honestly i i do like to just play around or at least back when the original design labs was up i used to just every once in a while go around and and mess around with the customization options because i just thought it was fun to see what kind of cool things kind of you know what colors matched or or were a cool combination Every once in a while, I'll try to make a color, uh, a uh, controller that's got like Spider-Man colors, so like red and blue. But I can never decide on like, oh, this is too much red or that's too much blue. So I haven't really landed on one yet. But it's kind of unfortunate that for me personally, if I were to buy a new Xbox controller right now, my first one would probably not be one of these Design Lab ones, just because like the Daystrike camo controller is this really cool mix of red and and black and. Uh, kind of like a dark gray it's in a camo uh oh god what's it called design and i don't know it's got like actually red buttons and stuff and it looks super mm -hmm. cool uh and one thing that chris pointed out to me is that the new design labs 
they actually they mentioned in this showcase that they added like a, a couple new colors but they didn't talk about how they don't have metallic options or different textures anymore so oh so that's a little bit weird but i don't know it's still so it's kind of like uh, it's like one step forward two steps back yeah I guess. so like kind of like a bethesda game so so like before there used to be an option for like rubberized uh hand grips and you know you could do chrome shoulder buttons and, and triggers and stuff like that and that's not a thing anymore which I mean, it's still cool to be able to make a custom controller and one one that I've been seeing people pass around because of the new 360 style uh, ABXY buttons. You can make a controller that looks like the 360 controller. And it actually, it's such a cool nostalgia uh, trip for me that I'm like, I might make that one. I want a red controller, but I also kind of like that controller. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm more in line with uh, this than I would be any like, limited one they do like the camo ones and stuff just because i think the last xbox controller i legitimately wanted was the sea of thieves one which is really cool mm-hmm. but other than that honestly i i just haven't seen any that really grip me and it's i honestly think it's because i had like i said i had the elite controller so it really yeah. eliminates the want for the other ones because it's like yeah it's cool color but at the same time i'm not even probably going to use it because i have this instead yeah and i i think unless there's something that really shines to me it's like the design lab is just because of that customization option otherwise um even when i do get it i'm probably not going to use it i just want it (laughs) um whereas like you know like i said i have the elite i'm just gonna use that instead but I think I'm also honestly, a bit I, surprised that they didn't announce like an elite series controller or whatever. Dude, that would be insane. I mean, dude, they could barely keep up. I feel like with the the elite controllers at the is same time. Is it still time, in though. that high demand? It might be. I'm not it's sure. Like a I'm not really in that controller. area anymore, so I can't say. Because um, I don't know. It always blew my mind that like as cool as, of an idea as the elite controller is, with all the customization you could do for that, like with the different stick lengths and the you could do the back panel or paddle buttons and stuff like that. It's two hundred and fifty dollars. That you could literally buy three and a half other regular controllers for that. And that's the new controllers that are seventy bucks. That's true. Uh, let's see. I... Let's see new yeah okay you could buy it at gamestop right now so i guess it's not too much in high demand if it's still mm. like available online but uh if i did make a custom controller i think honestly i think because i always never know what i want to do i'm like what represents me and i'm like i'm not sure honestly i think i just do it in the podcast colors for future side talk i just do like Ooh, kind of the whitish blues and really greens yeah right i think that would be fun uh but you know we'll see down the line uh, right now it's like not on my priority list whatsoever but it's something you know i could do eventually i should probably get a series x before i do this if anything but we'll see uh moving on talking about only oh, really only three more now mm. age of empires <laughs> four so i know james you weren't, you're not really interested in this one but they did show off some new stuff uh one is that they're in, they're adding uh so they they showed two civilizations and then they talked about two more civilizations the last two that are in the base game uh they didn't show them they just announced them but the two they showed were the french and the abbasid dynasty which is like arabic persian uh kind of a mix just because in history it was like an it was like the third islamic caliphate i believe and 
it had a lot of Persian bureaucracy in it. So it's like a, a very a Persian heavy a Persian influenced Arabic, I would say. Something like that. But it's like a combo. Uh so you're kinda getting both in one there. And then the French, and they also said like uh some campaigns you're gonna do is they're bringing back Joan of Arc. So I don't know how different it'll be from the Age of Empires two campaign of Joan of Arc. And then what was more interesting is they're adding in the one hundred years war. So I'm actually really excited for that. And then uh, naval combat, of course. Apparently, they were actually thinking about not even putting in naval combat this time, which I was like, no, I need, <laughs> you need to put in naval combat. What do you mean? <laughs> it's something I don't use often, but I still want to use. <laughs> which I guess is why they were thinking of removing it now that, now that I think about it, but still. And the last two civs uh, they talked about are the Holy Roman Empire, and the Rus, or I think it's the Rus, uh, which is like Eastern Europe, Russian area. It's like an area that envelopes like uh, Russia, Belarus, uh, the Ukraine, and I think Romania, if I remember correctly. It's like it, it takes like parts of each of those countries uh, and was like its own like state back in the day. Uh, but I thought that was really cool. And I'm excited. That's like the only for sure exclusive i think they're getting uh in 2021 uh so i'm really excited for that but it's it's pc game of course and i i just i'm i'm just pumped for it and then uh battlefield 2042 they just talked about like you know conquest mode will be there and when you're the, the only thing i really want to talk about is the conquest mode really fast because they're talking about like oh the maps are huge and stuff and i'm like oh, okay and they're like, yeah, when you catch, when you want to capture the stadium, like there's a massive stadium in one of the maps. Uh, they're like, you don't just capture the stadium. When you get to the stadium, there's actually multiple capture points just inside the stadium before you can even get it all the way through. Huh. So it's like they're upscaling it to a point. It seems like for certain areas where you're not even like you're going to be fighting over multiple parts of one territory within a map while you're fighting over the entire map just to claim it all and like you know hold it down get points and stuff and of course when you do get that whole apparently when you get like the whole stadium you're gonna get a lot more benefits compared to if you just had like a couple areas within it so i don't know i just thought that was a cool detail to add to and then finally last thing here hey actually one thing really fast i thought it was funny that you know they announced the pirates of the caribbean thing for sea of thieves yeah. at e3 and then in this one, they're like, oh, Sea of Thieves, we want to announce that there's a deep dive coming on Sunday. Oh, my God. So I think really? it's today uh, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, so it was like three and now. <laughs> it's like Inception. How many layers does it go? It's like one of those little Russian dolls where you keep opening it. It's so, an announcement within an announcement within an announcement. Exactly. I just thought it was funny. But yeah. uh, also real quick, uh, I did see tim schaefer talk about psychonauts for a hell of a long time and i literally was he was like actually telling the whole story dude, i was of the like game. dude how much of this game are you gonna talk about right now you're literally going for like a beat by beat like how this is gonna happen i straight at first i was like yo this is really cool he's like talking about the game and then i'm like dude what time is it yeah. <laughs> like why is this so long uh, that, was, that was funny I, i'm like he just he's really enjoying this uh and then last one, of course, James, Halo Infinite, which actually, all right, it, it did get me more excited for the multiplayer seeing this, where yeah, they were talking I, about I, it more um, in depth. It, whether I like the story or not, the multiplayer is looking like it's going to shape up to be really fun. Like, yeah. And so they kind of talked about how, like, the grapple hook and stuff works as 
you know like it's not that you choose what armor abilities you go into the match with like in halo reach yeah or whatever yeah it's more that like these armor upgrades and like the you know like energy wall and stuff like that they work seemingly more like the halo 3 uh equipment or where you find them yeah where you find them and then you can use them once you have them so which is what i always preferred honestly i always love that you everything you get you have to find that's always been what made halo multiplayer honestly really it makes it sort of fair where like everyone literally starts with the same stuff and like if you know where the better shit is you can go find it and maybe someone else has it but you kill them first and you take it you know it's halo has always at least consistently had decent multiplayer some more than others but like halo 2 phenomenal halo 3 i really really like that I don't know. Let's not go into each one. Uh, but like, yeah, I was like, what do you, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, at least as much as I was not into halo five, the multiplayer was still amazing in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I'd say halo three and five are probably my favorites. Yeah. And so I am at least excited for, to play the halo infinite multiplayer. Cause it, it looks yeah. super fun. Yeah. I'm definitely pumped for it. Especially the, uh, they, they also, they, they mentioned, you know, how like, uh, I think it was halo four, or Halo 5, I already forgot which one it was. That was like, yeah, it's the Spartan 4s and you're training on the uh, oh, U- yeah. US- USS Infinity or whatever. And uh, now it's Spartan Academy for the multiplayer. Oh, like that's yeah. good. It's like, how did you like uh, how they mentioned how seasons are going to work? Because I thought it was super weird. Um, I mean, everyone else is doing it at this point. Well, here's... I'm not... Well, here's what's weird to me is like the way Destiny does it is kind of like how Fortnite does it, which is how like everyone else does it, where they're going to start listing off each one and no. how this one does it and how this one does it. And then I like this Halo game, no. I like this Halo game. <laughs> but the way it works is like the season is only active for a certain amount of time. And then like, yes, you have that much time to get all the rewards for that season. And then if you don't finish it, it's gone for halo it's a little bit different where like you buy a season and you have an infinite amount of time to get all that content and then but they'll still keep putting out new seasons so you'll just like see a a never-ending stack of dlc that you could just buy i guess eventually yeah it should be it should be interesting um i guess i'm not really i'm at that point where i don't want to hear about like the post game stuff at the yeah. moment it was like like the far cry 6 season pass and then this that was and way stuff. too I'm, much too soon yeah so i'm i'm more so like i just want to try out the game itself so i'm not even thinking that far ahead at the moment uh, i did though love that I, I like that you're getting a little ai now yeah, it's super weird you have your own little like base ai monotone ai yeah it's like oh you have an alexa and i'm like ah shit oh my god <laughs> yep uh i also so yeah there's like a new commander i already forgot what her name was but uh training mode they, there's gonna be a training mode with bots so yeah. if you want to practice or experiment you can now and that's also i thought that was pretty neat that is especially really nice, too because it can be really so, frustrating to try to practice in the multiplayer and just get like wrecked by someone over and over again when you're just trying to get familiar with the weapons and stuff yeah especially uh, we did that during december i think we played halo 5 
and uh, we kept there was one dude that just got I think it was Danny he actually he was like at the bottom each time we kept killing the shit out of him I also kept killing Brandon that was really funny because he was the one that wanted us all to play and then he was getting uh, especially uneasy because I kept killing him and I kept laughing about it Mm. I think that made it better Uh, and then uh, last thing did you see that samurai armor yeah it's pretty cool looking it looks it reminds me a bit of the hayabusa but it's like not it's like different especially like the helmet itself is much more looks more traditional whereas the hayabusa definitely uh it was awesome but it it didn't have that distinct samurai look everything else in the armor did but it was like its own thing yeah so i don't know if i'm crazy or not but i feel like Mm, you are i just noticed that they called it the hayabusa armor and it kind of looks like the ninja outfit for ryu hayabusa from ninja gaiden like was that what they were going for and i just never got it i'm pretty sure that's what that was yeah because in uh if, if i remember correctly in certain games uh there were like other fighting games he wasn't even called he was like straight up just called hayabusa so i'm pretty sure the that was actually that like i'm almost positive i could be wrong but i think it was but uh, yeah, that's uh, that was the Halo Infinite stuff, and James, that that's all the news. We're done. Uh, yeah, there's no way that that wasn't the his armor wasn't inspired by Ryu Hayabusa. Yeah, that's the that's yeah. I can't believe you... I never got that. Oh my god. It's um, 2007. It's now tw- 2021. So that's um, what was that? 14 years it took you to realize that, right? Hey, I wasn't a Ninja Gaiden fan. Yeah, but still 14 14 years. That's a it's quite a long time, sir. <laughs> with that said, James, are you ready to... We're already done with the news. Are you ready to talk about what we've been watching and playing? Yeah, we can talk about that for sure. All right, let's jump into it. And um, do you want to do uh, one, every of my two, you do one? Or uh, how do we want to do this Yeah, that one? sounds good. Because I'm still getting cool. really... I'm kind of towards the bottom of my list at this point. So, yeah, the more you do, the better, probably. Because I think... How, okay. wait, how long is your list still? uh it's pretty long it's um i think i have 12 games now and i have uh at over 25 movies and shows because i've been watching more stuff so uh, okay. i gotta add a couple more things on there <laughs> but i'll probably my my pattern is gonna be i'll do a movie and the, i'll do a game and then two things i've one thing i've played and two things i've watched okay. uh, just so i can knock them out faster sounds good um so we'll we'll do that. So starting with actually one that should be fairly quick. I a while ago now I would have said you know I just did it, but it hasn't just did it because it's been some time since I actually beat it. But Hotline Miami on the PlayStation Vita. I Ooh. took care of it. I, I beat it, and dude, that game is oh my god, so good. I, right? I don't think I ever got to yeah. I never. I don't think I ever talked about it like when I was going through it because this game. I want to say it was my longest, like the longest duration of a portable game I've ever played because it's not because it took so long for me to beat in terms of just difficulty, which it was, you know, I, I had to redo levels countless amount of times for each like individual level. Oh yeah. Just so like hard. the strategy of it. You die in like one hit. Yeah. So it's so very much it a trial and error game. Yeah, very much so. It was more so because I rarely play portable hand like i never i rarely play handhelds so uh it, it would be like uh I, i'd be touching it 
and they're touching the Vita and playing it and stuff. And then I'd take a, I'd like, I was on a plane or something, or I was doing something else and I, I wouldn't be doing it again until I was maybe out somewhere getting my car fixed or something and waiting or something like that where, you know, it's like some activity somewhere, but I'm waiting. So there's not too much to do. I'd knock it out. So I want to say it took me over a year to beat, uh, just because of how how little I ever did handheld stuff, but everything about it was awesome. The difficulty was crazy, of course. We talked, yeah, trial and error. It takes forever because you're literally running into people or shooting at them hella fast, and then they just see you, and it's 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 kind of cr- it's that music is hilariously. Liked, it does, but it's hilariously cartoonish when you run at somebody and kill them or they run and shoot because it's just so fast that it happens and then one look again and everyone's just dead and you're just like i don't even know what happened <laughs> it's like all a blur and yeah the music's playing the animation's really cool it's the, the colors are so vibrant it's like that 80s miami vice of course and it just it works so well and i i honestly think i might look up later the soundtrack because i've been trying to make a game playlist on my spotify and I, I think i should add some songs from there onto it uh so yeah it was it was really cool i if you've never played hotline miami i highly recommend it it's available i think on everything yeah i'm like, pretty it's sure one of those th- it's on everything ported to like almost everything i think it's even on like ios is it on switch uh because i feel like that'd be a great switch sure. game yeah but uh, yeah, I played on Vita because I think it was a PlayStation yeah, Plus game at a certain point. I, I do want to see if, because now that they've announced the PlayStation Vita store isn't closing, I, I figure I may as well play Hotline Miami 2 there eventually when I get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually don't know which Vita game is next since I still have a small Vita backlog to get through. But uh, yeah, my little my little handheld is done and there's more work to be done, but at least uh, it's it's finally over. And uh, then, yeah. uh, okay. so it's on yeah. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Android, uh, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, and Linux, okay. and Stadia. And Stadia. Oh, it's on right, Stadia. Oh, OS, damn. PSB and PS3. High Roller. Gotcha. So it's on All basically right. everything but the iStore, which is what I just said. And the uh, pretty much current gen and stuff, yeah. which, you know, it's backwards compatible. Yeah, on both, you can just probably, play the PS4 so version. It doesn't really matter. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched Yashihime, the first season of it a bit ago with one of my friends. Uh, me and her would uh, watch the new episode every Sunday morning. It was great. And, dude, have you ever watched Inuyasha? I don't think I ever watched the anime, but I, I read a decent amount of the manga, and I, I just like stopped at some point. Okay. It's so long. It, so much of it. So do you know what Yashihime is? No. It is the sequel series. So you know how everyone's been doing sequel series, everything where it's like the kids of the main characters yeah, like and Baruto stuff. Yeah, like that no one likes. Yes. Yeah, but this is actually good. Okay. And Or at least I like it a lot. Uh, it's the daughters of Shishomaru, Inuyasha's older demon brother. Huh. And it's like twin daughters. And then there is one daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome. And the it's like it's really good i i guess i i mean it's not spoilers really the mom of the twins is ren who is that girl in the series and you're just like okay yeah she grew up and then you know went with sashomaru even though like you know he kind of raised her at the same time but you know it's fine uh demons live a long time but 
it it's really fun. So instead of you know you're following what what the, the old show had Inuyasha, uh, Kagome, Moroku, and Sango, you know, so it's like two boys, two girls running around doing the shit, hunting demons. This one is just straight up like three girls running around, and it's like two sisters and their cousin, mm. and it's so much fun of just like the the randomness because Inuyasha's daughter is straight up just like her. I just like him. Like, it's just like Inuyasha if he was a girl. And it's fucking hilarious. But, uh, and it's also cool because she was raised by, do you remember, did you ever know about the wolves? Like the wolf demons? Uh, they were like a clan. I I don't know. It's been so long. I, rem- I remember like a few. Key- it was like Koga. Oh, it sounds kind of familiar. Okay. Well, his clan raised her because shit goes down where when you're watching this show, like one of them's actually in the modern day real world. And then she finally gets to go back into the other world and see her sister, who they didn't even know they were sisters, because, like, they only knew each other in, like, early childhood. But it's interesting because the whole thing, they they had no idea who their father was for a while, and then they had no idea who their mother was, and even uh, Maroha, that's uh, Inuyasha and Kagome's daughter, has no idea who her parents are, and you're like, where is everybody? And the only one that's there is like Kaede, who's like this old woman that was there in the the first series, who's just like still there. And you're like, you're you're always just there, but the people we want to see aren't. Where are they? And so this whole first season goes through, and you're kind of uncovering what happened to everyone piece by piece, while still you know getting to know these new characters. And I honestly think it's done right, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm already really excited for a second season. Because they still, it just feels like it's a new season of Inuyasha. They're just like, oh, it's their kids now. And it doesn't feel like a a different show at all. Like, it it fits in perfectly, honestly. And I I really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, I think also, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure there is no manga for this one. It is strictly, like, purely an anime. uh, Which is also interesting. Interesting. That's, I I was going to say that's pretty rare, but... You know, I honestly don't know. We're not we're not so well versed in uh, yeah, <laughs> anime and manga too much. We'd be like, we don't frequent Japantown enough to, to just like go there. Like, uh, yeah, it, did I tell you I went to Japantown and there was like dudes with like one dude straight up just dressed up like an anime. Yeah. It was some white dude, and I got I was oh just like, God, oh, that's even funnier. Okay, and it's got like I think he had like fucking tail. It was, it was really weird. I was just like, all right, huh. you really like you really like stuff, don't you? But yeah. yeah. And then uh last one is uh Attack on Titan, the final season <sighs> part one. Have you watched have you been keeping up? No, James? I'm I completely forgot that this came back. Uh, is is this the only have you watched the first three seasons all the way through? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh should I wait with should I wait on this one then? Uh because I don't want to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, no, I'll get to it. I just literally keep forgetting it's a thing. I'm going to add it to, all right, all right. Uh, to watch. All right, I'll talk about instead uh, Eight-Legged Freaks. Ooh, Dude. nice. Yeah, I finally watched that. That was fan- I remember commercials of this when I was a kid. It was just like the ostriches getting sucked up. You're just like an ostrich would just like disappear. You just see it fall <laughs> down. You're like, where did that ostrich go? And it's like, giant spiders are invading the town. And they're like, whoa, that's crazy. And watching it now it's like uh 
It was like some radiation or something affects the spiders and they turn into these giant fucking things and start killing everybody, hunting the animals and everything else. And it's so funny. Like, I wasn't expecting how funny it was. Like, you have a conspiracy guy with the radio show who believes in aliens but doesn't believe in giant <laughs> spiders. He's like, that's crazy, giant spiders? And like, dude, you talk about aliens like every night. Why don't you believe this? <laughs> That's like, I, yeah, this movie definitely is an attempt, at least I think it was, an attempt to make, like, a cheesy B movie, but in, like, the 90s. It was, it's like, because Tremors came out in the 80s, right? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it felt, it felt like it was, like, a, it felt like a 90, it's like how Scorpion King felt like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. This felt like Tremors, mm. I would say. And it's, like, at a mall, and there's, like, a mine... And there's the, the cool thing about this is they don't just go like, oh, it's spiders. They're like, oh, check it out. Here's funnel web spiders. Like, you know, the trapdoor ones. Here's like these. I forget which ones they were like these specific spiders. So it was like a big female and a bunch of smaller males. Here's a tarantula. So they're like showing these different types. And, you know, some are easy to kill others. They're like, oh, God, let let's run the fuck away. We can't fight that thing. And there's some cartoonish shit where, like, old, like people just get got, and it's hella funny how it occurs. But uh, honestly, dude, it's it's such a good. It aged well enough for me. Like, I just love, and I just loved it. Nice. And one thing I gotta say, the sound effects for the spiders. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> they just said like, yo, when you make the sound effects for these, uh, just you know, have fun with it. So there's like a spider and you just hear a lion roar and you're like, <laughs> dude, that's a spider. What? And there's just straight up other, ele- I feel like there was an elephant at one point that I heard too. It was like weird, random jungle animals and then, or like uh, Sahara animals or whatever, or Savannah, Savannah animals. I keep forgetting the actual fucking place in Africa. Uh, there, there was all these different sounds of them. And then other times they were like, there was like just squeaking, like, you know, creepy little gremlin sounds and shit that you'd hear from like a goblin maybe. But it, it was cartoonish as fuck. And it's so funny. I definitely enjoyed myself watching that movie. There's not honestly anything else to say. Like it's very bare bones easy. Oh, Scarlett Johansson's in it. Wow. And I'm like, what? Yeah, she's like 18 or 19 in this movie. She's like uh just it looks like she's just getting started uh with her acting career and she just plays like the daughter of one of the uh sheriff the female sheriff and stuff it's it's pretty funny uh when i saw her because i'm like dude that looks just like scarlett johansson (laughs) and i kept watching and i'm like dude that's scarlett johansson then i look at imdb it is holy shit son of a bitch uh it's just yeah it's so weird looking at like you know black widow and then looking back and you're like huh I forgot these people can be kids. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel I forgot that's possible. It's like Joseph Gordon Levitt when you see him in uh, what was it, Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> yeah, Marvel didn't just make yeah. them in a lab. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, man? What have you been up to? So, I have finally, after I don't believe oh you. God, how many years? I finally wor- worked my way through the end of Smash Bros. World of Light this the story mode for uh smash bros ultimate congratulations yeah i just like i started playing it again when uh, during e3 because i was just like what could i play that kind of 
I I don't need to focus on super hard and I could or I could at least like play it while I'm watching these conferences and stuff, which was probably a bad idea because during some of the harder fights, you really have to focus more on the fight. So there there were definitely some times where I was just like, wait, what do they just talk about in the conference? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of hoping for more of a payoff at the end mm-hmm. of this long, long long campaign i mean most smash bros campaigns you can get through in like a couple hours maybe i mean i think before this the longest one was probably the emissary of light uh or whatever oh god i forget what it was called uh the one for smash bros brawl i think i have no recollection wasn't that the one with um multiple master hands or something something like that it was the one on the wii and uh yeah like that one's story i remember being a decent length but this game like for for smash bros ultimate for the world of light it was just so long and like granted my final clear time when i finished was like 21 hours or something like that which i mean that's not the longest game i've ever played but it just it felt so long and it's also like again this is just like a side mode for smash bros most people get smash bros just for the multiplayer because it's super fun in in like the arcade segments i honestly wonder how many people like me just got bored of it at certain times and just put it down and like never came back to it i'm glad i finally finished it but like in my opinion it kind of just ends (laughs) and i'm just like if Oh, I I guess I saved all the spirits, I guess, or whatever the whatever the fuck just happened. <laughs> I so you know I'm still I'm still going through it myself, and I, I did say a while ago like, oh, I'm gonna try to do like three battles a day, and you know eventually that would help me because if you did it consistently, yeah, day, you, you know get chip it, done with it, chip it away. Eventually. And after I said that, I never did it, <laughs> so that you know that kind of didn't help. But I'm I'm curious when if you didn't do any multiplayer or didn't do like the regular modes and stuff if you did all of world of light does it unlock every base game character for you yeah i I believe so it's just like it it was way quicker for me to just unlock all the characters through the uh, regular game modes and stuff yes yes yeah it's that's very true that that's i think that's honestly why a lot of people didn't bother because they were like i want all the characters yeah why would i go through this long ass mode when i could just kind of do that instead because it's like you know the game would still be long wouldn't the game still be long as hell if it was just each battle was each of those characters but instead they're like no you got to go through like different skins or like 20 of the like three of the same character or like all this other stuff or here's a specific thing you have to like do it where winds blowing or they're really light or heavy or whatever and like i liked the idea of the the spirits being like homages to characters in other games and series but you know at a certain point it's just like i don't know what this character is so this doesn't really mean anything to me like i don't even know what's going on like there are definitely some spirit fights where i was like oh my god this is perfect they they somehow got donkey kong to act like i don't know dracula or some bullshit like i don't know if that was an actual one but there it's stuff like that where they'll take that's so that's so specific james because well, they'll, they'll take like a character that already exists that's playable and then they'll tweak their um behavior and maybe put on put in like a stage hazard or something like that to make it 
a fight that's supposed to be more like you're fighting a different character entirely and they're just i guess possessing the body of this character that's in the roster which is clever but again like you do hundreds of these by the end of the campaign and you know it's they all kind of blur together at a certain point and by the end i was just like okay i don't even give a shit like what the spirit is supposed to be it's just another fight to get through Mm, i gotcha okay and it's again smash bros ultimate is a phenomenal game it's just i am really surprised how long the campaign for world of light really ended up being and it yeah again overall entertaining and a lot of cool ideas but it just it kind of goes on for way longer than it needed to i think all right i I know i said it last time and then i didn't do it but i think what i do want to do just because you know i I said before i don't want to play any new switch games Mm -hmm. until i finally get through the vita because i know at least with the vita there's a limited amount and it has an end point but uh i do want to get back to the two games that were more like not necessarily endpoint type games, but games that I could get through completely, like unlock all my Smash Bros characters. And also I never finished getting all my fish and bugs in Animal Crossing. Yeah, so, me neither. Uh, I dropped off of that I th- hard. I think, honestly, I might jump back into that. And I've been watching like, um, you know, I'm watching like Legends of Tomorrow and Superman Lois right now. Mm. And also trying to get through Love, Death, and Robots, which I'm, I'm like halfway through the yeah, this, those first episodes volume. Are really short, so you can get through yeah. it pretty quick. I, I was doing them last night because I was falling asleep playing Division 2. Mm. So um, I, I, I was trying to get through that too. So I've been like kind of switching around. But I figure while I'm watching something, if it's not something I have to pay complete attention to but still enjoy myself, I could play a game on low volume like Smash or Animal Crossing yeah. where I don't necessarily need to listen to it. And just kind of get some stuff done in the off time. So I might I might do that. But uh, all right. Uh, back to, I guess, my shit. Long story short, I guess. It is definitely satisfying to just have that done, though. Yeah, no, I bet. That's like a that's a big weight off, man. That's congratulations. I hope to I hope to say the same thing yeah. soon enough. <laughs> but I played uh, I realize now looking at where I'm at right now in the games portion in uh, December, because it was during Christmas time that there was a free weekend for Overwatch. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, I didn't give, obviously, didn't give Blizzard any of my money. It was a free weekend. And my friends were like, hey, let's all play. Like, uh, whoever doesn't have it, we can all play together. So for a weekend, I actually played Overwatch, like, a lot with uh, my friends. And I wasn't really sure... You know, before I, t- I played it once and I didn't like it, it didn't seem like anything. It seemed like Team Fortress 2, and I didn't care about Team Fortress 2 either, just because I've always been, you know, when it comes to multiplayer shooting games, I'm always Call of Duty, Battlefield, like more type of military and more just like pure FPS. Not fan of like individual characters and their abilities and stuff like that. But I enjoyed myself, I was surprised to say. I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. Um, not necessarily something, once again, not something I would do on my own. I wouldn't go and just play this to play it. It would be a game where, hey, the, the squad's on and they want you to come play. I guess I'll go play. It's like one of those games for me. And I did try out three characters to just get at least, you know, decent with uh, for each type, like a tank, a healer, and your standard, like, foot guy. And I was doing Soldier 76, Reinhardt, and Lucio were the three i ended up using and 
I, you know, mainly used Soldier 76 because I just like shooting shit. So I'm like, oh, very basic, you know, and then when the super is just more shooting shit. So I'm like, oh, cool, perfect. And Reinhardt, I got used to pretty quickly and I liked at least tanking with him. It, it felt really fun. And, and it was I cracked up because more straightforward tanks for sure, because he's literally just a big shield wall. Yeah, and I lo- it was funny when my friends were relying on me, and they're like, get to the front! And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry! <laughs> and I'm just trying to run over there and be like, Have you not played World of Warcraft? I did, I kept falling asleep, we've talked yeah. about this. And uh, I, with Lucio, yeah, I just did my best to heal people, and I, dude, I, I'm, I cracked up, because when I saw him, I'm like, why does this dude look familiar? And there were a couple things that made him feel familiar to me. And then I realized, oh, this dude, I've seen him in Target. Why have I seen him in Target? He's in the cereal aisle. They have fucking Lucio's. Like, there's Wait, a Lucio cereal. I think so. Oh, I my could be God. wrong. Because that was like an in-game. I could have sworn I've seen them once. That was like I an could be in-game wrong. joke at some point. Like. Yeah. That's super funny. I could have sworn. I'm pretty sure. Because, you know, there, there's so many random cereals now. There's like Disney cereals and there's Star Wars and there's dude, Mario. They made uh, Loki charms for uh, did they actually do it i think so oh fuck i gotta i gotta go buy it <laughs> <laughs> um I, I i never have cereal so it's actually kind of like a treat uh but i he also and i, I don't because i saw him on the cereal box i always could have sworn his cereal box was right next to apple jacks because i kept looking at him and i'd look at the the cinnamon the, the cinnamon stick guy with the dreads uh. and i'd be like looking at him and be like what what <laughs> i get confused and i'm like are they both apple cinnamon because <laughs> when i saw lucio's you just assumed i'm like oh is it like an apple cinnamon cereal or something what's going on but it was i don't know it's just funny but overall yeah playing as those three it was it was just really fun uh, i enjoyed it i still haven't bought the game yeah uh, i never played it again but it was fun dude i would still play that game every once in a while if blizzard was not like such a dick <laughs> yeah just like and they haven't proven to me that they've even acknowledged that they have like corporate problems or whatever i mean they 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 don't even one of my buddies was talking to me and he's just mentioning all these things of how they don't really listen to the consumers anyway they don't listen to the people that play their games they just think they know what's best in terms of design ability and stuff just like their wow player base has been falling down as final fantasy 14 has been rising Mm -hmm. uh because they're not really making new content like they just apparently they're they just had an update for the game and the last update was November for an MMO for a cons- like a service game that Damn. is supposed to be constant. Huh. Imagine if destiny did that in this day and age, like after they've built themselves up so much to stay seasonal. Yeah, that would be weird if they, right. Huh. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of problems there, but yeah, overwatch was fun overall. I had a good time. Yeah. Uh, I watched also, I finally watched the live action Mulan. Oh no! How is Cause that? Because it's free. I'm. It was. I'm gonna be honest. It was better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I was very shocked. Yeah. I think it's my my expectations were so low for this movie that I was like, oh, this isn't actually that bad. Like I, I'm actually enjoying myself through parts of it. Like it's it's nearly the same. Like it's kind of like, oh, she can do all this crazy shit as a kid and. Then they're like, that's not like a lady. You're supposed to be like a lady. And then, you know, she sneaks off and does the thing where she pretends to be a man and goes off to the military. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's pretty much the same as 
the cartoon for the most part, but in this one, she has like a sister. It literally makes zero difference, honestly. <laughs> like it, it didn't really, there's like two extra lines maybe, but it doesn't contribute more being like, oh, she has a sister. It's just like, I guess there's a full family here and they show like uh, a whole bunch of new characters. Like instead of, you know, the ones we had before, you know, those three the three stooges that are like the really big guy that yeah. likes food, uh, the, the short tempered guy and the guy that likes to make jokes. Uh, you have like all these other guys. So there's like the more manly, stupid one. There's the kind of mama's boy looking one that might be okay with archery. There's Freddie Wong. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Remember Freddie Wong uh, from YouTube? Yes. His brother's, um, shit, what's his, what's his name? What's his brother's name? I didn't know he had a brother. Wait, no, it's not, what's Freddy's brother's name? Shit. I already forgot. Crap. But it's his brother. It's not Freddy. It's his brother's in it. And he was in one of his shows that he made. He made like that, remember that Gamer School YouTube show? Yeah. Yeah, it was the, the best friend in it. That's his oh, brother. I never watched it. Freddy played as his dad. Freddy play like in real life they're brothers, but he plays his dad in the show. <laughs> it doesn't make Weird. it's actually it's pretty funny, yeah. Uh, but he is there too. Like they don't really they're just kind of minor characters. You don't they're not as um they're not as charming as the cartoon versions, of course. And then you have the captain that believes in her and is like, oh, you're not a captain, but he's like another soldier that's like kind of the this other best fighter besides her. And he's not as good as she is. Like, Mulan's still, like, the best fighter. And there's Donnie Yen, who's supposed to be, like, the captain, who's also kind of like a father figure to him. And he, uh, they, like, you know, they go and fight these dudes that are, I don't think they're Huns. They're, like, something else in this one. They're, but like, the Roarins or something like that? I already forgot, honestly. But there's a sorceress with them. And she's helping them because, like, she'll get something in return. I forgot what it was. But she's like, you know, I never was, I didn't always act like this. Like I, I wanted to do other things, but because of who I was, both a woman and a, a, a witch, basically, like, you know, society cast me out and I had to survive by adapting and becoming like this. And she straight up just always turns into a hawk and like can do other shit. But she finds that, you know, she finds that Mulan's like a, a woman and she's like, you know, will they, will you still fight for these people if they find out what you are and they like try to kill you or whatever and it you know it unfolds like you think it's gonna unfold like she has a change of heart at the end and sacrifices herself to save mulan and uh mulan stops the bad guy and like there's a cool fight where the dudes like elite warriors are fighting mulan's like tr regiment like her her squad mates and they're like oh like they straight up like trap themselves with these guys and go like, Hey, go and run and save the emperor. We've got this. Don't look back. Like whatever happens to us, don't look back. And they get me for like a split second where, uh, cause like, you know, the whole time I'm watching this, there are, you know, they kill people in this one. Like you actually see dudes die cause it's live action, but you don't really care at the same time. Cause they're all no names. They're nobodies. And at the, at, like at the end of the fight, she comes back and you see like the hall of dudes, uh, where her friends were and you see one of them like laying on the ground 
just kind of sitting there against the wall like he's dead. And you're like, oh, and it's like the mama's boy one. So it's like supposed to be the sweetheart one. He's just like dead. And you're like, oh, shit, they actually killed off one of the they're like, oh, they killed off like one of them. That's kind of cool. And then he like starts breathing again. And you're like, fuck. (laughs) Like, it's funny. I was watching it with uh, my family and they're like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) They're like, what? And I'm like, oh, no, that's not realistic. Honestly, I it, I'm not even gonna joke. It, I I would have thoroughly enjoyed the movie, like a point higher if they killed off two of the friends in that fight. If they just were like, oh, not everyone survived, but you did it. Like I would have really enjoyed that. There's like some form of uh, stakes, because all they kill was like the sorceress, and you're like, dude, she was bad anyway. You knew she was gonna die. Like was, yeah, like no no special anything about that. So I've seen. A bunch of videos of people tearing this movie apart and a lot of people hate how she died because like so she turns into a hawk to fly and fast shields enough shields the arrow yeah, to block the single <laughs> arrow but there was like a previous scene where she turns into like a swarm of bats and like the the soldiers like kill some of the bats but she's like fine i guess yep <laughs> and so they're like Wait, why didn't she just turn into a swarm of bats and just like stop the arrow that there, way? She would have been fine. There's, there's definitely some plot holes in this for sure. Like I said, I I was only impressed because I put my expectations to the bottom of the floor mm. and it was like, cool, it's at my ankle. You're like, <laughs> oh, this is much better than the shittiest movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I will applaud was uh, the actress um her she does the chinese version of that of reflection of the song reflect you know the milan song reflection ah oh, man i probably would recognize it if i heard it the one where it's like when will my reflection show? Da, 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 da. it's like in the trailer like that the orchestral song yeah. of the trailer no yeah i can't i'm trying like i'm trying how big a man out of you or whatever I, oh that that's that, okay that wasn't in it so i gave that movie like that that was also oh, a point down for that she, yeah it was not even they said like oh you might get an orchestral version if there was if it was there it completely went over my head like it wasn't even close enough that's sad to notice it that's like yeah, the, so that was the a big songs in this whole movie yeah it was, that was a fat disappointment but uh yeah her singing at least she does the song it's not in the movie itself it's like after it is really good like i did enjoy that and i will say the only thing i can defend her on because the whole thing you know she was pro police when that whole everything was happening in hong kong which is why a lot of people boycotted it um the only thing i would say in her defense and that's still based off of nothing just conjecture is uh, i do believe when people that are famous in china speak out uh bad things happen to them because they're still in china (laughs) So yeah. I don't think she might have been in a position to say anything else otherwise. That's no defense for her, but I'm just saying, like, I guess there's always, you know, other factors to yeah, play into things. It's just like, keep this in mind that, like, this might be why she said something positive instead of something negative. I, w- I would just like, oh, the, the guy behind me with the gun says I should say this. I should probably say this. <laughs> but otherwise, um honestly james you're not missing anything if you don't watch it like i i can't i can't really recommend this movie to anyone uh if any like i would still say it's like oh you think this is cool just probably it may all i wanted to do afterwards was watch the cartoon so i just say like go watch the cartoon and have a good time with that yeah still like if you really want to watch it go ahead but it's not something i would like 
tell you to go out of your way for whatsoever. Right. Honestly. Yeah. And last thing I want to talk about is 180 South. This is actually a documentary of these dudes that went to climb a mountain in Patagonia. Yeah. And they went all the way from, uh, I'm trying to remember the full thing. It's been a while and it's like, you know, a full documentary. So I can't remember the whole thing, but they came from like the U.S. I think they drove down through Mexico and then took a boat. Their boat got damaged. Like they actually, I think their their mast fell. And it's not a massive boat. So it was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> that mast fell. And they kind of did like a, uh, they had to do a, uh, what do you call it? Like, like makeshift, keep it afloat. And then they got to Easter Island, which is really cool. Because I, you know, what's the one thing you know about Easter Island? The heads? Yep. So I the forgot mall. that there's even people that might even live there. And I'm, and they go there and there's like, you know, people that live there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, right. I forgot. There's more than giant heads in these places. And so it was cool seeing what it's like there. Uh, just like seeing all these different people. And the whole thing with these people, too, is uh, well, not just these people, the, the people on the island, but like uh, the guys doing the documentary they're they're big environmentalists they're big uh with surfing and stuff like they love boarding and all this other stuff that's why like i think they're guys that if i remember correctly they were either dudes that are part of either north face and and patagonia or they were trying to also meet dudes that did found north face and patagonia Mm. i can't remember the full details like i'd highly recommend it to anyone just because it's a really cool documentary of just these people having a journey and also kind of seeing the dudes that Either way, you see the guys that, like, founded those big companies that are, like, you know, environmentally friendly and actually care about, like, where their clothing comes from and stuff like that. But uh, there's, like, a woman there that surfs on East Island, and she joins them on their... She just straight up goes, oh, I'll go with you guys, and goes on the boat with them when they repair it and stuff, and they end up getting to this mountain and not all of them go up it. Like they kind of stop at certain points and some of them go back because they're either too old or uh, they just can't do that kind of thing. And so two guys try to make it all the way up and it's like a creepy rocky mountain. Like it's not like a Mount Everest. It's like rocks where, you know, you're putting in, uh, you're trying to, you know, lock everything in when you're climbing up and the rocks are loose. So it's like, you're risking a lot because you actually don't know if you're going to be stable. And if you're not, there's a good chance you're basically going in without any ropes or anything then at that point, like, yeah. cause the ropes are going to fall and you're going barehanded on this. That's not really going to, you know, that, that ain't going to go well, especially if you put your hand on something and it breaks off. So yeah. they didn't go up all the way and they were pretty disappointed, but they were also just like, you know, it happens. And it was just a crazy documentary to watch just because not even just the, the climb for the mountain like that was the end game but it was more so the journey they go on from like driving to sailing to getting to an island to more sailing to uh driving through like uh, a south american city to getting to like the forest to climbing a mountain it's just all this crazy shit and i really thought it was awesome just like those it's like one of those journeys where it makes you want to go backpacking or go traveling and not necessarily, oh, I'm going to go fly and check out Rome or Paris or something. It's like, oh, I'm going to go and walk from 
Scotland to Wales or something. You know, I'm going to go walk from a different city to a different city and stuff like that. That that idea of just exploring and traveling was just awesome to watch. And you you do see a lot in this documentary. I would like I said, I'd highly recommend it. It's called 180 South or 180 Degrees South, and it just has a really fun journey of seeing this different country I mean, different countries and different cities just all in south america and latin america, like central america and whatnot so i'd highly highly recommend it but uh back to you james the other thing that i finished recently was actually this morning i actually finished uh the new ratchet and clank game all right so do we want to do we want to just go in on this do we want to go all in on sure, this yeah, Since I, I also plan did you plan them at two not yet uh okay. i'll i'll do it for sure i I thought that you would have to do some stuff. Well, I mean, you kind of do have to do some stuff in challenge mode, but like not much. Uh, but there were a few hidden trophies that I missed getting that I like. I I generally don't check what the hidden trophy is until after I finish the campaign, because usually if a developer is smart, they usually use hidden trophies just to cover up like story spoilers or whatever. Yeah. But for some reason, some of the hidden trophies were just like random shit you could do, like playing music on the jukebox in in one level. And I was just like, why the why the shit was that a hidden trophy? What the hell? I could have done that. But whatever. Like, but dude, this game was so phenomenal. Just is it not? Is it just like I'm so glad I I didn't uh, wait on this. On. Like, let me uh, close my window. <laughs> Daniel's bar. Oh, gotcha. Well, he uh, he goes to close his window, guys. I do want to say, um, you, you couldn't see his hair. It is going like eight different directions right now. It's pretty funny, especially with the headphones on. It's just like, <laughs> it's like someone shocked him or he rubbed a balloon on his head. Right. What's up, man? Welcome back. I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> Sorry. It's staying in the show. You'll have to find out <laughs> what, what I said. I <laughs> uh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, like from, yeah, continue. From like the very beginning. I mean, granted, I've missed like a lot of the last, uh, the most recent Ratchet and Clank games. Like, I played some of the PS2 games, but I missed, I think, pretty much all the PS3 games. Like, I always meant Wait, to. You, get... you didn't play the 2016 one? No, I didn't even get to that. Like, I, I dude, that was it. free on PlayStation. I know, I own it, and I was just like, you know, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> just oh my god, uh, rift, me. rift apart kind of snuck up on me a lot faster than I thought. Uh, like I didn't realize it, but dude, this game—I mean, they do a pretty good job of uh, filling you in on, you know, who all the characters are in case you like don't know or like, yeah, the beginning with the parade, especially with the beginning where they literally give you a like really quick like here's how Ratchet and Clank got to know each other and stuff like that. I thought that was really yeah. really clever. But dude, this game is just so beautiful. Like it is. It it really is nice. Like the first shot that really got me was like in the very beginning when uh Rivet gets cornered by like the uh the stalker key nefarious robots or whatever. And like it Oh, that and yeah. it shines a light on her and then it flashes to Clank or no, uh, Ratchet and Clank and or well, Ratchet. And it shines like a light through their fur and I was just like, "Oh my god." God, is this actually a video game? Holy crap! And you start googling furry outfits, and you're like, I can't, I gotta, and just I gotta like get in this. even beyond it, like the textures looking really good and stuff like that, like the animations, like the facial animations on all the characters. Like I literally, I love 
so many of the costumes in this game, but I never put on a helmet because I just didn't want to miss the facial animations because they were so well done. Yeah, no, I got you. That makes I, I that was hard because you know the outfits, the armors give you if you have the full set on, it gives you all these perks. Yeah, oh, do you have so, to have them on? I think so. I thought it was just once you have the armor, you have that perk. Hmm. I don't think so. That that's because uh, I mean each one has its own advantage. Otherwise, like I, I could be wrong. Hmm. I, at the same time, it didn't really, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it worked out for me either yeah. way. Like I got everything done. Uh, I think like what really made this go crazy was the the rift transports, like the fact yeah. that you're fast forwarding through like areas, and then when they do show you traveling through rifts, like that was just, it's so cool because it, it just it's a very big flex on loading screen. Dude, it's so fast. They, they just straight up they do and like when you go through and it's like oh here's this like cool little rift and you go through and you go do like the little puzzle to get like another outfit piece, an armor piece oh yeah that's like the, the that, pocket dimensions yeah the pocket dimensions are a perfect example of that have just like how quick everything goes and then even then when you're flying to another planet there is no load time you're just there already and you're like out and like you can't put your controller down you're just already at the next location yeah, for sure really helps with immersion and keeping you like engaged in the game and like in in addition to that dude playing this game with like the 3d uh, headset uh, 3d audio headset that sony uh sells and uh the the oh, did you, controller. Forget, you bought that right huh you bought the headset yeah the pulse headset i got, I got it yeah because i was just like wait so what do you what do you use for the xbox usually then um they have their own headset that i just recently got but i haven't tried but before that i, oh, I okay, had so a you generic had, okay. turtle beach headset for that to just plug into controller um gotcha but like the the dual sense controller does so many cool things though that just it it gets it's so easy to get just like sucked into this game world because like with the 3d audio like it's so immersive yeah and i remember they them saying like i mean like when you're when they were talking about the playstation 5 like the two biggest things they kept talking about were the dual sense and the 3d audio mm -hmm. were like the two big things besides the ssd like those were like the i think the top three features they wanted to really showcase for uh ps5 games so that was cool and it's like you know at the same time it's like damn that was our only ps5 game besides returnal and yeah. uh, demon souls it's crazy and bug snacks i think but like uh this game so you've missed a lot man because all right so the there was only one ps4 ratchet and clank game and it was just ratchet and clank it was a reimagining of the original one yeah so it's still i crack up because the story apparently is still it's like kind of told by quark because it's based off the movie so uh it's not technically canon it's <laughs> like oh do you ever believe what quark says like do you believe his stories no and you actually like it's still like the games are all in order and Rift Apart doesn't like continue after the new PS4 game. It continues after the last PS3 game into the Nexus, which there were four PS3 games and one like there was like kind of like a trilogy of like Tools of Destruction, Quest for Booty and Kraken Time and then Into the Nexus came after. But the whole thing is like there is a Dimensionator in Rift in a in into the nexus and it gets destroyed and because the whole thing about it like when they were trying to get it and stop the villains at the same time the villains were trying to bring something from another dimension in 
And it was like this crazy, it was like creepy, like ghost shit. It was really cool. And uh, they stop it and they're like, oh, we could use this to find the Lombaxes. And that's when it breaks. And Rat- Clink is like, oh, I'm sorry, Ratchet. And Ratchet's like, it's okay. Like, I'm not too disappointed because I have my own life here anyway. And like, there's another character he likes called Tawa. Her name is like Tawan Apogee who is uh, a daughter of, like, a cool... She's supposed to be, like, a daughter of a famous explorer in the game. That Like, I, he's, like, more of a legend than anything. But the whole thing was, too, I think he was searching for the Lombaxes. So they've been built... The, the cool thing about Ratchet and Clank is, even though it's a, it's a game that's for all ages, like, you could say it's got, like, really simple potty humor and funny little, like, jokes that... Honestly, dude, the jokes in Ratchet and Clank do everything right where the jokes in Borderlands do everything wrong. <laughs> it's like ridiculously night and day where I'm like cracking up at these jokes for all ages where Borderlands is just like, yo, it's, it's butt face. And I'm like, ah, meanwhile, so Ratchet and Clank has titles like up your arsenal, which is like quest for booty. Yeah. Cracking time. It's like they're all so clever in like they're yeah. Like a lowbrow joke, but at the same time, it's like, well, what? I wasn't talking talking about butts. I was talking about your your guns and shit, because there's guns in this game. <laughs> I, I love Kraken Time's original title. It was supposed to be, they wanted to call it Clock Blockers. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then I forget the joke. They're like, what are you going to call the next one? Ratchet and Clank, I did your mom. <laughs> it was so good. But Rift Apart, you know, I think that's, you know, more serious. It's not as jokey i don't think unless there's something yeah, else I'm thinking, they definitely talk about a of. few more like adult like emotional themes i guess like R- a ratchet like after all these years he has like a chance to find his people but like he's not sure if he wants to because of that anxiety of like what if they're not what i think they are or what if i'm not what they want me to be like you know that that's a scary thing to finally you know go past that door or whatever or, or to walk through that like door and then like uh kit but also really fast he he's also uh he 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 put it to bed like he he thought that door was closed yeah. so he didn't have to think about it anymore and it opened everything up at once again yeah. for him too and like uh, what were you say about kit i i just really i liked all the new characters in this uh, game like kit was one of my favorite new characters that like they were really unsure of themselves and they just like they were like, I don't, I'm not a good partner. You don't want to be friends with me. And just, and Ratchet's like, what are you talking about? You're fine. Uh, and like, I love the revelation, I guess, spoilers uh, later. I mean, it's all, yeah, spoilers for this whole episode. Pretty yeah, much well, so far we haven't but... gotten into anything too crazy. But like, the, uh, the one thing later was like, uh, you finally find out that, you know, how Ra- uh, Rivet lost her arm was due to like one of those giant, uh imperial like death bots or whatever and it ended up being kit and kit yeah. was like oh my god like back when i was one of those monsters like i i did this to rivet i feel terrible and like i don't know i just liked kit's arc of like wanting to give up on herself but realizing that like that's not the solution like i have to try to move past my mistakes and like you know kind of own up to them and live with them and stuff like that and uh ratchet not ratchet uh clank like when he uh, you're fixing the fixer you know he he's like 
the, the, he's broken like the entire game. Like he's missing an arm, his legs are locked. So he he's really not nearly as useful as he used to be. And he's, you know, feeling bad about that. And he's feeling responsible about the, you know, fixing the dimensionator and then leading to all this, you know, the universe is possibly collapsing. And yeah. he has to learn that like, you know, maybe just cause I am not like different than how I was before. That doesn't mean I'm broken. I'm just, I'm still clank. And you're like, that's, yeah. that's not the most, that's not the newest theme to ever be shown in something, but you know, it was done well here. Yeah. They, they really do a good job without, you know, making it too deep and think, cause you know, at the same time, it's all for kids, but it's like still something easy to understand, but still hit a good amount of just like, oh, you know, it makes me, it's making me feel inside, you know? Yeah. And I, I really did like the include, cause you have like, everything's alternate so there's no new specific character it's all alternate versions except of for everybody maybe glitch which except for glitch, glitch, glitch is the funny. only new character i liked her glitch is great yeah I, 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 I liked it went from it's this little robot that emotes to ratchet <laughs> and then when you get to the glitch mini mini uh activities doing the yeah i think they're called glitch challenges the she she talks like a nervous like oh I'm so, yeah. like I have to go fight these viruses and <laughs> oh, I, I loved that I, I was like oh sh-. yeah <laughs> and there's like her whole she's the virus is actually spreading everywhere and could actually cause a lot of damage uh but and they don't like know it because yeah and it's like has this creepy voice of like a, a hive like mind it starts to type talk thing. to you later and then like I I love that final confrontation with it later where glitch is just like. I don't care what you say. I'll beat you no matter what. It was just like, oh, she finally believes in herself. Oh. Yeah, and it, it was cool because it's a little sub story and you beat a sub boss kind of because it's like you literally just beat this uh, massive threat on a micro level because no one else notices it and it could cause God knows how much damage it actually got out further, yeah. but uh, you stop it as a little robot and no one else is the wiser. No one knows that this happened, which is just a fun addition where it's like, it's not even the main part of the game. It's just a little sidestep. Yeah. And they do a good job on a, on a lot of stuff. Cause you have, you have the glitch challenges, you have the clank and to an extent kit challenges. Of yeah. When you hit the rifts, you're going through and talking. I forget his name. It was like an interesting, the, oh, like Gary. <laughs> Yeah, it was scary because he's like, hey, what's up, guys? I'm just here, like, meditating and whatnot. Yeah, it's like, they look like the goons for less. Yeah. But they're all, like, uh, like they're all yoga goons. Yeah, Yeah, they're all psychics and stuff. Yeah, because the goons are from Ratchet's Dimension. And uh, goons for, I think it's goons for less is from Ratchet's Dimension. So these guys are just, uh, they're counterparts. And they're all just, yeah, meditating dudes, which is great. And they, like, like, have powers and stuff. Yeah, like whoa, uh, I love the um, real life lombaxes. I like collecting the lorps. We actually get to yeah. hear the logs of the other lombaxes, or a lombax. It's like a navigator. The one that mapped all the dimensions, apparently, because and somehow I like that they set this up for like maybe what the next game is going to be about is uh what let's 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 talk about that at the end. Okay. I definitely want to talk about it, but let's let's save it for the end of it. I will say when he is talking, he kept mentioning Caden. I don't know if you know this, James, but in Kraken Time, you learn Caden is Ratchet's father. Oh, okay. I was wondering if, like, the person doing the narration was Ratchet's dad because it sort of sounded a little bit like Ratchet. But that's interesting that yeah. it, it wasn't 
Ratchet's dad, but someone who knew Ratchet's dad. Yeah, because the there was another Lombax. Did you know? Because you didn't. Did you you didn't play? You said you didn't play the PS3 games, right? No, I missed those. Ah, uh, so you didn't play? You didn't see Azimuth, who's an actual. He's like a Lombax general. He honestly, looking back now, he straight up. I realized they kind of were basing him a bit off of Zod. I think. Mm. But he was supposed to be, like, best friends with Ratchet's dad. And he wasn't bad. He just kind of did some fucked up shit at the end because, like, he was like, we need to, you know, find the Lombaxes. And Ratchet's like, it's too dangerous using whatever tech it was. I think it was, like, the time clock stuff. And so at, at a certain point, he actually kills Ratchet because oh. Ratchet gets in his way. Wow. And Clank has to go back in time to stop that moment from happening. Huh. And it's, like, a whole thing at the end. Yeah. Because it's like you beat Nefarious and you're like, oh, you beat the boss. And then you're like, oh, now I have to beat Azimuth. Oh, shit. And he dies at the end. You feel actually really bad because all he wanted to do was get his people back and he couldn't do Mm. it. And it's like even kills his best friend's son in the process at a certain point. So it's it's some crazy shit. But uh, yeah, the the Lorbs were cool. Um, All the different counterparts, because like Rusty Pete's from those trilogy games, like he's in mainly Tools of Destruction and Quest for Booty. And, like, in the other version, he's Pierre. Pierre. He's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I love when uh, Ratchet the- see- meets him. He's like, wait, Rusty Pete? He's like, Rusty? Oh, who are you calling Rusty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's hella French. Dude, like, oh he sends you to, like, the pirate trials, and it's a theme park. That was my favorite planet. That was my absolute favorite planet. Did you so see the Pirates funny. of the Caribbean uh, cameo? Or the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, where they're trying to, like, bribe the dog. The dog. That was so yeah. funny. <laughs> that was so perfect. I was laughing so hard. That was, I, I, I screenshotted that. Like, I actually took a screenshot of the game from that. That was, like, the one screenshot I took. I was like, yes. Dude, I don't know if that's my favorite moment or the one where you go to the, the underwater city and you meet that, like, insane junk bot who's just like, oh, hey, you're not Juice. You're not, like, like, Juice is my other friend. He, like... And you, like later on, you see like this monster thing like almost get you, <laughs> and it's just like he's like, "What the hell was that? Oh, that's Juice. He's my friend. He tries to kill me sometimes." Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, "What the fuck?" They did such a good job. See, it's so it's so good. It's just so good. And I, I gotta say too, um, I loved the shit. What was it? I had it in my head that for the Pirates of the Caribbean part, like it. You don't feel the movie reference. You feel the ride reference when you yeah. see that. Like, it's straight off of the ride. And I cracked up because I'm like, why do I feel 20 times more for this than I did for that Sea of Thieves reveal? I don't know why. I, I think it's because... Because one feels they're... like a corporate, like, money grab, and the other feels like just a funny reference. Yeah. I, I loved the pirates, too, that were in jail. Kept ne- kept trying to negotiate with the dog. Yeah. It's like, if I'll, you listen and keep it's like i'll give you me hat but not my booty oh okay fine Please. you can have my, my hat and me booty <laughs> yeah she goes through like four different things it's so fucking good i loved it so much i was sad i came back to the area and they were gone i was like no yeah. <laughs> they- dude i was <laughs> like so i had to come back to that place like three times because i uh i missed some raritanium or something uh somewhere there or maybe it was a gold bolt and then the third time was to get the like the one of the last like bears or whatever because I, I didn't realize there was one there and the, the attendant at the front desk like when i got there the third time was like really again <laughs> <laughs> why do you keep going back here yeah. 
Yeah, I, I loved also the, uh, it's like, welcome back, Captain what? Yeah, he's like they they tried to like get your name in the beginning, and Ratchet's just like what? And so for the rest of the ride, he kept going like, and then Captain, what? <laughs> it's like perform some heroic act, and it's just like so funny because I kept forgetting that they did that. So every time it happened, it, I laughed again. Yeah, so dude, I God, it was so freaking good. And I gotta tell you, like, honestly, the pirates, the Ratchet and Clank stuff with pirates is always my favorite part of the series. Like, uh, you didn't like dying because you didn't play them, but my favorite Ratchet and Clank games are the two PS3 ones, Quest for Booty and Into the Nexus, which are arguably the shortest ones. Mm. Uh, which eh, it's, an, it's a certain, certain point too. I just liked having that short length, but Quest for Booty is straight up just a full pirate game. Mm. And it's got, like, Rusty Pete, and I think his name was, like, Captain something. Uh, Captain Slag, I want to say. And it's, like, uh, he was just a head because he was a, one of the bosses in Tools of Destruction. You blow <laughs> him up, so he's just, like, a robo-head after. But uh, those games were really fun because, like, they... That one incorporated a lot of pirates, and they had this... The, the weapon dealer in those ones was this bounty hunter dude who looked like a lizard with an eye patch. He looked like an Australian lizard eye patch man, basically. And... Into the Nexus was, like, all spooky and had, like, the ghost dimension stuff happening. And what I loved about the most uh, in terms of just the planets and levels in Rift Apart was the pirate level, the, the pirate planet and the planet where it was, like, the underwater one where all that, uh, where uh, what's where Juice was and stuff. Yeah. Like, that kind of little, like, where it's, like, sort of horror but not horror. And also when you're at, um, crap. What was the planet's name where the Lombaxes were? It wasn't, was it Silvana? Oh. Uh, uh, Sargasso? Oh, no, no, no. That was. Uh, Rivet was from Sargasso. Yeah, uh, yeah but, I can't remember. It's got a V in it somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's, it's, one, it's one of them, you know. But uh, when you get the dead goons for less, where they're all like the bone yeah. ones, that was really fun too. And everyone, it's like horrifying, and they do keep spawning. And you're like, holy areas. shit, why do they keep spawning? And I actually stay in the area because I was also like, wait, I could just keep leveling up my guns. So I kept leveling up my guns in that area and kept letting them spawn more and more. But like that, those parts were really fun. And I got to say, too, like Insomniac is secretly like they could really pull off horror games if they really wanted to. Because I remember in Resistance Fall of Man when you go into one of the HQs and it's like flooded and you can't see anything. And remember when you first see the slip schools where they're like running through and you're like, what the fuck was that? And then you like the, the music's just like, and like you look and the slip schools are up and they have like the, the reaper guns where they fix target on you and they keep jumping from wall to wall. Remember I those ones? that part. I like the, but like, I think more about the scenes like in uh, resistance Two, where you go into like the train tunnels and it's like completely dark, and that's where you fight the, uh, the oh the Grims the Grims, yeah, okay, yeah, but yeah, so like those instances though, like are all full horror. Like you could feel like some. It, it's really cool because it's like it. I love that feeling of just that anxious feeling because you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck. Especially if it's a game that's not necessarily horror oriented, and then you get somewhere that's yeah. horror, and you get it just builds excitement. So you get that. And then you have the stuff of the ghosts in Into the Nexus, and you have the stuff of, uh, yeah, like the of Juice and of the the Bone Goons and stuff. And you're just like, dude, I really, all right, 
I, you know, there's full sequelitis at Insomniac in terms of wanting things. Like, I don't want one original thing right now. I straight, it's like, you want Spider-Man 2. You want Sunset Overdrive yeah. 2. You want Resistance 4. That's all I want. Now I want Ratchet and Clank's more Ratchet sequel and Clank, to Inth- I want more Ratchet amazing. and Clank. But also, I want, if, I, if Insomniac can make one new IP, I want it to be a horror game. And I think it'd be really cool. I really want them to make a horror game. I think they could really pull it off and they could really double down on it because they could make it a regular horror game. You could play. They could also make a PSVR too as well. Like I was saying before where they could do PSVR shit like that. Perfect right there. They already have some experience with VR with with like Edge of Tomorrow. Was that what it was? That was actually, I think that might've been a a, potentially a horror game. I'm not too sure. Uh, I never played it. I think it might've had some horror elements to it. It's it's an only Oculus game. So it's like kind of limited. Yeah. But yeah, so there, there's a lot you could do there. Um, but back to Ratchet itself, like all the counterparts, really cool. I liked Captain, um, Captain was it Captain, Captain Quantum? Quantum? Yeah, he's like Captain I, Quantum. I love he's like, so wait a minute, I'm a hero in your dimension. Like, yeah, like, well, that's that's kind of cool. <laughs> I love that he's orange Quark. He's just Quark, but orange and yeah. also like he's like tanned. He's like was tanned he? I couldn't tell if he was like a black dude or not. Which I was like, well, that's oh, he might cool, have been. But like, it's the same voice though, which is weird. I think no, they, the the voices did feel slightly different, and it also felt like Quark's voice actor changed too. Maybe because it didn't sound as Quarkish as well. Yeah, I do love like later on at the end when they all meet their counterparts and like Captain Quantum is like trying to be all They're heroic, flexing. and he's just like. He turns to Quark and he's like, how does that sound? He's like, I've got chills. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they ever show Rusty Pete and Pierre meeting. That would have been fantastic because yeah. uh, Rusty Pete's my favorite radio guy Dude, uh, in I, the PS3 games. But I loved how yeah. like you don't see Emperor Nefarious for a while. And when he shows up, yeah. he's just like, you're, you're like, Oh, I see why he's the one who like wins in this dimension because he's just he takes no shits. He's he's ruthless. Yeah, he's like, he straight up just like throws people through rifts and shit. Uh, dude, he's also bigger. Yeah, he's way bigger. He made he turned uh, like Doctor Nefarious into his bitch basically. Yeah. Oh, you're like a fan. Yes. <laughs> and he's British. That's the other thing. He had like oh, a voice and everything. Yeah. yeah, I love it. it the was, end. He's just like, really yeah. So I realized I may have conquered everything in this universe, but there's so many other universes to conquer. I'm going to start with this other Nefarious's universe. And he's just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, huh? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I love also they do the full like Mufasa scar thing. Yeah. Where he's like, help me, brother. <laughs> and he steps on we his can foot. Win together. He's <laughs> just like, what oh, do you know about winning? <laughs> He just like lets him fall. I love that he lets him fall, and you're like, "Oh, good job, Nefarious!" Immediately he gets crushed right afterwards. Yeah, just like something like, oh falls God, on. Is he dead? <laughs> dude, he's supposed to be dead already. He like dies and cracks. T- you're like, how many times does this dude uh, die? He keeps coming back. Uh, I honestly think he's probably died two or three times at this point. He probably has sure. a backup of himself somewhere. Yeah. He's a robot. Yeah, because he, he has become, like, the main villain. There have been other villains in the other games. Like, Nefarious is only in, like, three, and I want to say, like, six, and now. Like, he's become much more of a mainstay since uh, Kraken Time. Mm. But uh, before that, he was only in one game before Kraken Time. And that was, like, the second-to-last PS3 game. Dude, like, so back to the facial animations real quick. 
The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's one for Nefarious that makes me laugh so hard. And it's I, I'm only reminded of it because I literally just this morning started challenge mode. So I saw the beginning of the game again. And for a dude with a robot face, which is supposed to be like, you know, more rigid and stuff like that. Like it still moves around and stuff. And there's this moment where he's like, I'm going to uh, take us to a dimension where I always win. Because <laughs> do you know how, like, what it's like to lose constantly? It's exhausting. And then he, like, <laughs> his face kind of settles into, like, literally what you would imagine. Just like, yeah, no, that's the look of a guy who is just tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Also, I loved in the beginning where uh, when the dimensioner goes off, and Nefarious kind of looks at Ratchet, and then Ratchet looks at Clank, and then Clank's like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, they don't know what to do, or they're just like, oh, oh, no. Well, like, I love, right before that, I didn't notice this the first time, but, like, so, as the Dimensionator is, like, about to explode or whatever, uh, before anyone notices that it's going crazy, like, uh, R- Ratchet's like, this is, like, you know, where you lose or whatever. Uh, and he goes over to like wail on Nefarious, and Nefarious squeals like a little girl because <laughs> he's like yeah. he's just so used to getting his ass kicked. So freaking yeah. good. Uh, the other thing too, when Nefarious finds out he's the emperor there, and he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, this is all mine!" And then like the that the uh the warden robot like that's his assistant. Yeah. He just sits at the stair and starts laughing maniacally, and then she starts laughing. Yeah. She doesn't know what goes I love, going on. I love the subtitles <laughs> for that. It was like him. He was doing like maniacal laughing, laughing, and for the assistant, it was like nervous maniacal laughing. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. I also love he's like what do you say paid vacation or something? He was doing a vacation leave for his assistant. Cause he usually has a butler uh he has a butler named Lawrence. He's like a robo butler. Huh. So that's where it like you I forgot completely and I'm like, oh right, Lawrence isn't even in this. And he's like, Yeah, I, I gave him like summer fraternity. I forget what he said. He's like some random like uh thing that America doesn't really have in terms of healthcare. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. <sighs> Damn that! This game, oh my god, I love this game. Honestly, it's so far, have I have there have there been other 2021 games besides Returnal? Yeah, I mean, like Returnal. I really like general? Returnal, but like, it's so difficult that you know, as much as I enjoy it, it's taking me a lot longer to get through that than I was expecting. So I can't really give my final uh, impressions on the story for that, but. You know, I'm liking it so far. It's definitely a different and interesting game. Well, it's not that different. It's a roguelike. But I just can't believe how consistently I enjoyed Ratchet. And I, like, literally, I have very little free time to play games uh, recently. But this one I actually made a point to, like, get through. And I actually, I'm glad I got through it in just a couple weekends. Because, you know, uh, well, one, I'm house-sitting slash cat-sitting for my brother's uh, girlfriend, uh like over the next week so i don't know i mean i was gonna bring my playstation but apparently her tv is kind of older so I, I was like i don't know if i want to finish ratchet and clank on uh so you're just gonna bring your, like you're switching your vita no i'm gonna bring my playstation but i was like i don't know what like ratchet looks so beautiful i don't know if i want to finish it not in 4k oh, but gotcha. like so i'm glad i I finished it finished it but okay. um yeah just this game is probably my current game of the year just because i was just like i can't believe how phenomenal it is on every level Although, to be fair, I did experience a decent amount of random glitches, though. 
There were a, so the, the only issue I had was when you're jumping. If you accidentally jump in between like a crack or something, yeah. so like let's say between stuck. boxes and a wall, you'll be perpetually falling and automatically like not die, but it'd be like as if you fell off the cliff or something. Yeah, I so I, got stuck I like thought that, that was interesting. Uh, another the only major glitch that I uh, ran into was like on I think it's the the forge level. I guess that's the one with the underwater area. Um. I hit one of those phase quartz things to like pass it from one dimension to the other. Yeah. And like the only the platform that the phase quartz was on loaded in and like I could see my ship off in the distance, but I like nothing else loaded in. And I was just like, uh, well, what do I do? <laughs> uh, so like I died. And then uh, when I like tried to walk off the platform, cause I was like, is everything just invisible or, and no, it was just not, nothing was there. So I just mm. fell into a pit and died. And there, then everything was fine. So that was a weird one. Uh, and then the other thing was just like, I kept every once in a while noticing boxes in the distance just like break themselves. But mm. that's not like a game breaker or anything. So it's just like, it's not maybe not like the most technically perfectly polished game, but it's nothing like super game breakingly bad. I think yeah. I had the game I... crash on me once. Same. Same game crashed on me only once, which you know sucks, yeah. but it, it didn't. I didn't lose any data. It was completely yeah, fine. Thankfully, this like, game right. auto saves like all the fucking time. So even yeah. even when I mean I, you can't save it on your own, so it's a good thing it does. Yeah. So even when it did like crash the one time, I just like I was back in the game, back in the same spot I was in like a minute, not even. Yeah, it's very very quick. Yeah, no, it it takes no time at all, which is fantastic. Um, oh, I did want to mention too. I love that the Morts on Sargasso yeah. are basically all people from Wisconsin. Yeah. Or, or, oh, or yeah. Hi, don't you know? Something. Like, yeah, that was, that they're was all so loggers. And I love that they're all called Mort. And it took me a little while to realize because, like, Rivet doesn't make a whole thing about it. She was just like, oh, yeah, Mort, and Mort asked me for this. And then she's like, oh, yeah, Mort was telling me about that the other day. Mort's over there. <laughs> just like, Wait a minute. I don't understand. They're all Mort. <laughs> it's like that it's like that South Park episode where they're talking about Markalar. Yeah. When the, the aliens come. Yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. that. But yeah, no, it was yeah. I, I love their I really accents. The and, yeah. They they do a good job of just making everyone interesting. Even the goons for less, because they're all like they all sound yeah. like bros. They're like, hey man. I love like even in the beginning. All this rift stuff's gonna have to cost you extra, bro. Yeah, that part. Like I just got past that too. Where the the one of the first goons is like, "Yeah, we're gonna need a like a bonus. Like what? A bonus? What for? Like yeah. Well, you didn't say anything about this dimensional rift stuff, and like one dude just got attacked by a kraken or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> so on a on a, metro on a metropolis planet that's hella utopia. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, I love that all the dimensions that you pass through really fast in the beginning, like those are all levels are that you all go the... to later. So they're yeah, those are all the different planets. Like I noticed real quick that when you go to the junk planet, you see the uh, the fixer like broken real quick, and I was like, oh shit, like that's super cool to see with like the con the you know information of like oh I know what these stories are later and what all these places are uh, later. It's cool to see like those set up so early with like zero context and you're just like whoa what the what's with that giant robot yeah 
And I gotta say, uh, so I guess getting to what we want, like, I mean, we want a sequel, obviously, to this. Mm -hmm. And this story, like, really started in the PS3, where it's like, Tools of Destruction had uh, the enemy, the, the evil emperor, Percival. His name was actually Percival. And he was the one that was hunting the Lombax race before, and that's when they left to another dimension. He mm. was the one that chased them away. And then, like, Quest for Buddha happens, and then Crack in Time, and then you meet Azimuth, who's, like, the Lombax that was left behind, and you find out about him and what happened, and, like, Ratchet's dad and stuff, and then he dies, and, like, you had that opportunity to go back in time and, I guess, fix, like, save the Lombaxes or something, but you don't. And then into the nexus is where the dimensionator comes in and it talks about like oh you could actually like they the enemy the two villains in it are like you could use this if you wanted to and go get your people but you're too afraid blah blah and ratchet's like i don't know if i'd want to or not and like that was the whole thing where it introduces the dimensionator itself so it's like it continues right after that game which is really cool i mean like it, it's like some time after because ratchet you know doesn't care anymore or put it to sleep but like, uh, it's all that stuff adding up, and I love that it's, uh, that was all the way back in, like, 2007 when that Tools of Destruction, I think, came out. So, it's been 14 years of just going through that story, and, you know, it doesn't feel rushed at all, obviously. It's been this many years, and it doesn't feel like I'm not, like, oh, we need it in this, in this game. Like, each game comes out, and it feels perfect where it fits, and I think that we have gotten to that point now where it's like, oh... I think I'm good. I think I'm ready for us to do the Lombaxes finally. Like after yeah. like six games or seven games of that, just those specific storyline, uh, they can actually do it and just kind of hit that uh, storyline that's been building up to it. And it doesn't even have to be one game. Like they could probably make a couple games out of just that. So I'm excited to see what they do. And, you know, now we got Ratchet and Clank. We also have Rivet and Kit yeah uh and i'm excited to see other characters come back like kind of matches yeah. rivet's arm <laughs> she does yeah uh, uh, I, I i i'm gonna say also i wasn't opposed to the idea where they just completely switch where rivet and clank actually build up a relationship and ratchet and kit build up a relationship and they actually kind of switch off i would have been completely fine with it honestly i, did I was like, like oh this is actually kind of interesting yeah, i did like that for the vast majority of the game it's actually like ratchet on his own and then eventually he meets kit but uh and rivet is the one that has clank so it's interesting and they get to know each other and stuff yeah, like that it yeah, it, it's really good. And then you finally get Rivet and Kit, and it actually feels weird. I'm like, oh, but I, yeah. <laughs> but I like the other combos. <laughs> um, and I won't lie, Rivet and Kit doesn't have the same, the same like oomph to it that Ratchet and Clank does, but yeah. it, it does work. It does work really well. Yeah. But yeah, like, but so they definitely do hint at like they're going towards talking about the Lombaxes again, uh, especially with the Lorbs because they. And the Dimensionator works. Yeah, because that person was talking... Yeah, the not only is the Dimensionator a thing that uh, is on the table now, but, like, they, the Lorbs are, like, the voice recordings of the person, the Lombax, that was tasked with mapping out all the dimensions. Dude, I love that they referenced a bunch of uh, Sony properties. Like, one dimension was clearly the Little Big Planet world, because he's like, everything was made of yarn, and it was so soft and adorable. <laughs> uh... <laughs> No, like, I think at some point he met uh, Sly Cooper or something like that. And, uh, yeah, like, 
so but they towards the end they start talking about like yeah like i i forgot who you said the uh, keenan keenan what was the caden uh, caden uh yeah like said like the, there's something coming for them or whatever and like that's why this guy was tasked with finding a safe dimension and why the dimensionator was so important to the Lombaxes. so it very clearly they were running from something and i guess they kind of covered that in the previous game but maybe there was like another wrinkle to it or something and then like the very end of this of this game is like ratchet saying like hey what like dimensionators fixed we could take you back to your dimension but how about like a pit stop first and she's like well where where are you thinking yeah. like i think you know where we're where i'm thinking with the implication being that like let's go find our people yeah so that was that's really exciting and i and assume the next team would have those four plus um because they showed her in the credits. If you look at the credits, it's actually supposed to be stuff happening after the game's yeah. done. You know, it's just like in their cool little cartoon form. Dude, but, I would miss Rivet uh, if at she one wasn't point in, in the series anymore because she was such a great character. Oh yeah, I, I really yeah I really enjoyed Rivet, and honestly, I think Kit was my favorite new one, but I really did enjoy Rivet as well. But uh, in the credits, they do show Ratchet and Talon, who is that you see like a girl. It's like in a green outfit. And they were looking at, like, I guess, a map of planets and stuff. So I'm assuming she'd come back, too, because she was also a really good part. So I mm. hope she returns as well. Uh, because I'm assuming because if her father is still actually, he's like an explorer that went lost. He got lost. Like, maybe he went to look for the Lombaxes also. So you'd actually find him and the Lombaxes, which would, like, be adding even more story threads there, which I think would be really cool. So uh I, I i do hope they put talon in the next game too but yeah any anything else i guess uh what was your favorite weapon Ooh. um i mean very early on i i very much liked the pixelator just because it's so i mean it's not i don't really want to say if it's clever but it's just it's so funny that it like somehow literally takes these really high res uh character models and turns them into giant blocky 2d things and then when they actually die they get fixed into just straight up just blocks that you can whack and uh they just it's just a bunch of little cubes so that's cute but let's see my most fun one i mean i like the rhino 8 because like i mean one you have to kind of earn that one by getting all the spy bots or the info bots yeah but it it's this thing where like it opens rifts that drop, you know, huge objects down on enemies. And it's meant to be like something that does a shit ton of damage, but there's like a random chance that it might pull something random, like and crazy out of there. Like I swear to God, one time it dropped a thunder jaw from, uh, yeah, I saw, I saw random and I was like, it it drops so random. I love the random shit you just seen. You're like, what was, what the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, which I do eventually want to... It's like one of those things where I do want to play the new game plus the challenge mode. Yeah. But it's that it's the same as the other ones like uh, Spider-Man and, and stuff where I'm like, I'll wait till we're closer to the sequel and then I'll do new game plus mode just to kind of prepare myself yeah. for it. So that's probably when I'll return to it again. Yeah. I think uh, probably my yeah. favorite regular gun though was the Ricochet. Just because it was such an interesting... Pin- it's so pinball sound effects man. yeah the pinball sound effect was hilarious but it's also just ho- funny that like unlike all these other guns where you're firing like a bajillion bullets like this thing fires like a ball type thing that 
bounces off of enemies and then it'll hover in the air for a second and then if you pull the trigger again instead of firing another one it just bounces back at the enemy and it just it looks so funny watching that it like box these enemies back and forth and just like the sound effects it makes it's so yeah. that one is definitely very creative and different from anything else i've ever seen I definitely love that because, of course, that's the whole thing. Insomniac, uh, their greatest, like, one of their biggest strengths is uh, they are the best weapon creators. Yeah. And just, I would say, in the game industry, honestly. And, you know, the weapon wheel is famous for yeah. that. Like, they're fa- very famous for Dude, that weapon I love wheel. That... And I love that it's three wheels this yeah, time. Yeah, by the end of the game, you have, like, three weapon wheels full of games. I mean, the last one is, like, not completely full. But, like, it's, like, that's a lot more guns than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, besides the ricochet, I think I love the um, I like the sprinkler one, and I liked the uh oh the funk Mr. Fungi because usually oh, yeah. you have uh you st- usually have Mr. Zircon and like Mr. Zircon's here to destroy, and you know in the alternate world he's a bartender who owns like the bar like the that uh tavern, and like his wife is the dealer for weapons yeah. and their son, Little which James you know is uh, who did he remind you of? It sounded a little bit like voice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the same exact voice yeah, actor. I would, like I'm I almost positive, because he's in other games. That voice actor oh, he yeah. usually plays random characters. He, he's uh, Rasputin in uh, Psychonauts. Yeah, so he he does a lot of shit, and it's fantastic. But uh, they in this one, it was Mr. F- the Fungi were like these rednecks. It's like ah, hey, let's get these people. <laughs> so it's these mushrooms that are just shooting at yeah. people, and it's just oh my god. I think Mr. Fungi and Ricochet were probably my favorite too. Absolutely. But, you know, we, I could keep talking about this game all day, but we're also, we somehow went overboard when it was supposed to be a much shorter episode. Yeah. Because uh, oh we, we we're like, oh, there's no news. We'll probably, we'll probably be pretty short, but it's okay. Yeah, we'll just talk about, right. we'll just gush about Ratchet and Clank for like a half an hour because this game is amazing. I, I think, honestly, we've been talking for over half an hour about Ratchet and Clank, but I could be wrong. Damn. I, I'll check when I go through for the time code. All right. But anyway uh i hope you all enjoyed this and i hope you all liked our just red just going like all over the place ranch and clank which i was very happy about but uh of course if you want to write into the show you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com send us in comments feedback if you want to uh ask us any questions you want us to read on the show and answer uh we can totally do that once again though sutrasidetalk at gmail.com and you can also find it in the show notes depending on the uh platform you're listening on which of course please subscribe to the platform or subscribe to our show on the platform you are listening on that always helps us out and follow the show on uh instagram and twitter at sutra side talk you can follow james on twitter at invader jim 124 you can follow me on twitter at gogocomzilla and of course please share this out with people word of mouth uh on social media whatever just let our show be known it really helps of course and uh, otherwise, we will catch you next week with uh, probably a regular episode. Yeah. So long. Thanks for listening. <laughs>